Welcome to the Last Page Bookcast. We are your hosts, Kyle. Hi. Jenny. Hey. And Carol. Hello. Um, our fourth co-host is still on hiatus from the podcast, so we um, wish him the best, and he'll be back with us hopefully sometime soon. Um, hey, guys. What's up? Hi. <laughs> I don't know that I've got that much energy, but hello. <laughs> I, Listen, I am just trying to finish a vat of popcorn that my husband made on a whirly pop, and I love it. I love it. I'm just trying not to chew while I while I talk. I don't know what a whirly pop is. I don't either. What? What? I don't know. Maybe we know it by a different name. It, a whirly pop is a stovetop popcorn maker. Uh-huh. That um is made in Indiana. Oh, you're talking the the silver pot with the little handle that the you metal, spin and yeah. it spins the okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whirly pop. What would I know it is, Kyle? A popcorn popper. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Excellent. All right, so whirly pop you know the, is the brand name. Excuse I didn't you. Know, it's <laughs> uh, it it looks like an old uh uh aluminum pot that's uh-huh. got a lid on it. And then the handle has a, another little like turning handle that spins the a wheel inside that pot to spin the popcorn through the oil. We'll add a photo to this podcast Please. episode. Yeah. I need one. Yes. I have one oh my God. Uh, it's the best. It's the best. Huh. I had one for a long time and then I got uh, one of the ones that is basically that, but it's all automated because I don't have that kind of energy. <laughs> Well, you want to know how old I am? Jiffy Pop? Like, I was going to say Orville (laughs) microwave? No. So Jiffy Pop was fancy. My mother actually had a popcorn pan, and she would put in oil and kernels. I still do that occasionally. We do, too. And she Uh put it in a brown paper grocery bag, because that's the only option you had. Uh-huh. Then she would melt butter because we didn't have a microwave then and pour it on and we took the bag downstairs and then everybody had their own bowl and you would just refill your bowl from the bag of popcorn. Yeah, Sounds like my childhood. Microwave, no. I'm actually good. You said we didn't have a microwave. I wish I did not own a microwave. I hate them. Well, they're very handy. Hate them, hate them, yeah, hate, they them are. hate them. I mean, now... Oh, now now we melt the butter in the microwave and then pour it on the popcorn. Oh yeah, I I usually do that in a I've got a little a small little pot that I'll throw a stick of butter in. No, I despise the microwave. It makes everything hey. taste funny. So everything. When we get famous and stuff, mm-hmm. can we when we go on tour like get a Airbnb and <laughs> yeah. We all sit around and do fun stuff like that while we watch movie adaptations of books. Can we, can we, can we? Absolutely. Yay! Yeah. That would make me so happy. But there was a microwave. Oh, so we have to get a specific Airbnb without um, yeah, microwave. Right. Got it. Uh, microwave's awful. Perfect. I, I'm listening. I'm, I'm hearing that we're actually going to end up in a yurt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe a yurt. Really at that nice. point, at that point. Yeah. As long as it's a really nice yurt. 
I'll get a very large magnifying glass and melt everything and pop the popcorn that way. Fabulous. Just saying. I need a flushing toilet. That is a requirement. Please. That, and I don't care for anybody else's snoring other than my husband's. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I feel like, oh, hey, I can say that too now. Yes, you can. Look at you go. It's so fancy. You know what he told me last night? He's going to kill me for this. He said that. Well, now, you know what? Now it would be fitting. The husband did it. But go ahead with your story. Right. (laughs) So for future reference, if Jenny ends up dead. um, You know why? Yeah. So he told me that everybody's asked him, you know, like at work and stuff. Hey, How's married life? And he's like, as awful as it sounds, 27 and a half years of being together this week has felt a little different. It's felt a little more full. Isn't that nice? (laughs) That is nice. That's very, very sweet. And he's totally not that type of guy. Like people would look at him and not think he'd say stuff like that. He's pretty sweet. He's pretty sweet. Oh, you heard it here first, Jason. Right. Lovely. That's lovely. Oh, um, well, a little bit of a a heads up to our listeners. So baby Sayla, who um, is still at the vets, was actually dubbed Violet by the vet. Um, But how is, uh, do we have a, uh, an update, Jenny? Well, I actually got lucky enough to go visit her on Thursday. So I went to the vet. We Um, had to give her her inoculations that we do like the distemper and parvo and the kennel cough and then we microchipped her and warmed her and then the vet once she's better will get her rabies vaccination but she actually got up and walked around I mean she's still definitely a one and she only weighs 24 pounds wow but she and she is 10 months to a year old for sure because she has all her adult teeth in but there are three people who are interested in adopting little Sayla so she is going to and and all three of them are at the vet's office they're techs or boarding it's a real big clinic and they do like doggy daycare there as well so somebody from that clinic is going to adopt her Whenever they do, please, please, please send us a picture. Oh, I will get updates, and uh, I just and if they if they're okay with us sharing their their picture on our on our profile, we'd love to share that one. When absolutely, it's... and once they get, they're gonna put together like a little story about her, um, and I will get a link to that so that anybody who wants to follow her little journey, they've taken pictures from the get go and videos and. Uh, charted all her progress because she's going to be a pretty amazing recovery story since she should have been dead. I mean, by all rights, 86 degrees when she's supposed to be 102 temp, she should at least have neurological issues and he can't find anything wrong with her. So bless her. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Somebody missed out. Amazing. Somebody really missed out on a great dog bite. And I hope their dick falls off. Whoever left her. Or their, what are you going to say if it's a female? What? Boobs. I hope their boobs fall off. 
they rot and just wither away on their chest. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. Very much so. Uh, are you guys listening or reading anything other than the book that um, we are currently reading to be able to review the book selection? Anything y'all want to share? I know Kyle is a one book person, one he book at a time. A, yeah, I rarely read yeah. more than one. Every once in a while, but not very often. And right now, no, I'm monogamous in the book world. Oh, look great. at you. Well, I am currently listening to The Hush by Sarah Foster, and it is on Audible. It's kind of one of the ones that you get with your subscription. So it's kind of a dystopian type, not not terribly dystopian, but there's... Futuristic or...? It's, it's modern day but they're having problems. Everybody has to wear a watch that tracks them. And like, that's how they pay for things with the time on their watch. They have to, it's not like we want to have this watch. It has to have. Correct. And one young girl has stolen a pregnancy test because those are extremely valuable to the community and she is pregnant and she left her watch at home on her dog so they would think that she was still wearing it and she stole this pregnancy test she is pregnant and they're calling them doll babies because they can't figure out why one in every two in every three births are born they should be be normal but they come out and they don't know how to breathe and they can't resuscitate them so they are stillborn they're not but they are they they end up dying once they're born because the babies just can't thrive outside of the mother Boom. yeah and, wow interesting premise yeah and teen girls who are pregnant are disappearing their whole families are disappearing so they don't know what's going on so it's it's a very interesting book <clears throat> and I honestly that it's one of those ones that I probably wouldn't find interest in it if I was reading it page to page but because I'm listening to it it is right. interesting yeah very cool so what are you also reading Carol I am reading a couple books um I am reading The Night She Disappeared by Lisa Jewell it's pretty interesting because it rotates perspective from uh, an author in real time, like the present, the young girl that disappears and a teenager that disappears and uh, the teenager's mother after, after the disappearance. So past, I guess it'll kind of like past, present, future from those different types of perspectives and it's pretty interesting i'm about a quarter way through the book right now and i have all these theories and none of them come up <laughs> i don't know I'm, I'm i'm still at the point where i don't have enough information to know exactly what's going on i finished a book called local woman missing by mary kabika Ooh. and that one holy smokes i would put that on your next um book to read jenny because that one was Woo! Give me the name again. Local Woman Missing. I'll link it in the show notes. Awesome. 
or link it, I'll list it in the show notes. That one had me guessing until the end. I'm like, I cannot believe that this is actually who done it. Ooh, I <laughs> so, like. um, yeah, I'm like, it's this, this person, it's that person, it's this person. Could not, could not even imagine. And then I'm also listening slash reading to a book called The Taking by Dean Koontz. And Rando, this is right up your alley if you'd like to put that on your TBR. It's sci-fi. And it's not fantasy. It's alien. An alien invasion. So as soon as you, I mean, it starts really right off the bat with shit's going down. Like it. And it's a, a slash horror. So sci-fi slash horror, I think. Oh, that'd be fun. So, there's uh, a lot of gore in it. <laughs> there's a... There's an author that I like, F. Paul Wilson, who does it's sci-fi slash horror. Yeah. Um, and I like him quite a lot. It's the Repairman Jack series. The Repairman like, Jack series. Okay. Repairman Jack is the main character. And actually, uh, Stephen King lists himself as the president of the Repairman Jack fan club to give a accolade, I guess, to the series. And it's quite good. And and who's that author again? F. Paul Wilson. Um, awesome. So we'll list them out on the show notes um, for everybody. If they're, if you're interested in listening slash reading to any of these books that we're also reading while we also read the Atlas six by Olive Blake. Don't forget to grab your copy, read along with us. We will be reviewing it in a couple of episodes. Um, see if we have the same thoughts so far. I've already started it and it's interesting. I was like, Oh, okay. So it's a thing. It's like, it's like, um, TJ Clune's The House on the Cerulean Sea, like magic exists. It's like, it's a thing. Uh, I I did suggest it. So, you know, there has to be, you know, a thread. Right. 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 Uh, all right. Should we get into it? Yes. And we will get back to the show after our words from our sponsors. All right, so today we are discussing movie adaptations, the good, the bad, bad, and the ugly. Or the fat, or the bag, whatever. Or the bag, you know, whatever. whatever. adjective you'd like to apply. I can't talk today, y'all. This is, it's terrible. Sunday, it's okay. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you, it's the popcorn. Let me, I'll blame my husband. Her whirly pop made her drunk on popcorn. Yes, it yes. did. <sighs> hey, I mean, we have... Yes, go ahead, Kyle. Oh yes, the popcorn, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I we we love watching movies. Um I I have a couple of but we've already discussed some of the movie adaptations, some some uh very mainstream stuff. I say like, you know, the 50 shades of gray, twilight series, um Harry Potter, what's the other one? The, the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Lord of the, the Chronicles of Narnia, Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's it's great when these when these books come to life, but then you lose a little bit of what you thought about these characters and the world that you created when you were reading the these books. Also, like the Dan Brown's, you know, Dan yeah, Brown's probably. books and Nicholas Sparks as well were pretty huge hit when those came out. The Notebook, Dear John, etc. But do y'all have a favorite book or series, movie, book that has been adapted to the screen in some way, shape, or form? Kyle, go ahead. 
Well, my favorite one is probably relatively obvious for anybody that's listening to the show for any length of time. Lord of the Rings. I, I don't know that I've ever been more excited to go see a movie than I was The Fellowship of the Ring. Now, I heard someone that was very disappointed with the Lord of the Rings book adaptation. So I'm interested in, in listening to your take on it. To me, Peter Jackson did an amazing job with what he had. Everybody that gripes usually goes on about the Tom Bombadil character not being in it and a couple other things. Well, he's not making a musical. And while he is a key component, I don't know that he could have shoehorned that in there. I, to me, it seemed like it wouldn't have fit the tone of the movie. And I mean, if that's what you're quibbling at, I don't maybe reassess. <laughs> I thought he did. I really thought he did an excellent job, especially with the Lord of the Rings more so than the Hobbit. There are some problems with the Hobbit, but nothing that I would get crazy about. But Lord of the Rings, I think, was. So let me tell you, I so absolutely well. love. I absolutely love the Misty Mountain song from The Hobbit, even if it wasn't in the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. I I understand that in the book it's an integral part of the story and it explains some things, but in the movie it just I felt like it would have been shoehorned in and it just would have been almost jarring. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have went right. I don't think maybe, but no, I I loved it. I I just enjoyed the hell out of it. There are other books that have turned into movies, like. I mean, there are classics like Jurassic Park and, oh my God, the Jack Nicholson movie. The Shining. Thank you, The Shining. Which, I haven't read the book and I've seen the movie. I have Ready I've... Player One was pretty good. I haven't read the book, but the movie is amazing. The book's really good on that. Yeah, but I uh, jumped the gun there, Jenny. What is a book that you absolutely loved seeing on the screen? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Roel Dahl. Yes. You're talking the second one with Johnny Depp, right? Well. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Uh, they changed the name, obviously. Exactly. I was just going to say. Yeah. And the Chocolate Factory. And the Willy Wonka version. I mean, the other one's good in its own right, but. Oh, really? I found it almost unwatchable. Really? Oh no the the old the old one with Gene Wilder was fabulous. Well, it was the, the new yeah. one. The new one I couldn't take. I, I agree with that assessment. And maybe because I had so much of you know, it came out. You know, I was a little kid and I was just mesmerized. It was so magical. It's no, it's not good. The remake is not good. Just period. It was amazing. Yes. And it brought to life everything that I questioned in the book that I didn't really understand how to picture, if that makes sense. Run that by me again, I'm sorry. The movie brought to life what I almost couldn't picture when I was- oh, Yeah, absolutely. Like the first room that they go into and how everything is edible, you know, and it's so bright and vibrant in the chocolate river. I just couldn't really picture that in my head as I, read and then once i saw it it made a lot more sense mentally internally does that make sense yes it's been a long day kyle don't test me uh-huh. <laughs> and scene all right <laughs> well that, and 
when he did Pure Imagination, Gene Wilder, when he sang that song, the song was wonderful. Yes. Uh, big fan of that song. I could so do without that. the Cheer of Charlie. You could, could do, do without, without what? The Cheer of Charlie song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nope, just Pure Imagination. Pure Imagination is, yeah, it, it makes you think. It big, does. Right? Yeah. Yeah, good right. choice. Yeah. Well, um, my mine is also not going to be a surprise to Kyle's point because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And while I love, love, love the movies and the characters and the actors, I was very disappointed that some of the things didn't make it into the movie. Obviously, this is like the biggest beef that any bibliophile has when they turn a beloved story into a movie. And that's, they missed this part. The book was better. Yes, it will always be better because, you know, the director puts his own spin into it. The screenwriters have to have to chop stuff up or else you're gonna have a six hour movie, which is why I love series right. that, are book, that are book based, which is great. I tell you what, though, as far as Harry Potter goes, reading the first book, The Chamber of Secrets, Christopher the, Columbus, no, I think the Philosopher's Stone it. is the first book. Excuse me. Philosopher's Stone is the first book. Or I thought it was, and the Sorcerer's Stone. Well, either way, that, that shit. It's not book, the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> no, it's not Chamber. I didn't say Chamber of Secrets. Did I? Yes, you did. I did. Yes, you did. Oh, I'm sorry. You're forgiven. Well, Continue. I wasn't thinking Chamber of Secrets. I was thinking Sorcerer's Stone. That's that, what the yeah. say. I thought that first book, along with that first movie, I thought Christopher Columbus really good did job. He did an amazing job. It was so good to see how the actors evolved as actors, like in their in their acting, as uh, yeah. as they as they did more of the story. I think they all did a wonderful job. Oh, yeah. I mean. Uh -huh the set they Sorry? do a really good job with diagon alley and hogwarts oh, yeah. yeah what about something sent a little more like in a real world like the green mile jumped out to me well well i take that back that's not real world is it oh. i got a whole fantastic element to Magic. it yeah how I about that and stephen king's adaptations are usually awful and i thought the green mile was great green mile was phenomenal I mean, the, I, I have not the read books, the book. I the haven't books read the book, are incredible. but yeah, yeah, uh -huh. books are so good, and they're just six little oh, tiny uh, little books. Know, oh, tiny, like maybe you know an hour to get through it. Maybe tiny little books. They're like eight but, pages. Yeah, so good, so good. Very good. How about for a real The Color Purple? I haven't seen the book, the movie either. Which you I've know is on is on my movie, but... on my list on my list. Oh, I'm sad, Carol. Sorry. <laughs> you have disappointed her. I have. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. She's you know, all with, right. With with every new marriage, there comes disappointment. Just <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's coming from outside the marriage, and there it is. From okay. Way to go, here, here it be. Here it be. <laughs> That's all right. I'm easily impressed, so it won't take long <laughs> to right. get in my good graces. Yep. That's right. Back on back on the high note. <laughs> too nice. Quick, redeem yourself, Carol. Um, well, one one book that I have recommended and that was recently turned into a series is called The Girl Before 
the author is J.P. Delaney, and HBO just did this five episodes, four or five episodes out long, and it is really good. It's a thriller suspense um, story, and it is it is quite the thing. What is it called? The Girl Before. Girl Before. Yeah, it's set in London. I feel like that medium is actually going to start taking over movies. Don't you? To want to yeah. see more of the story that they like. Yeah, that, well, it's that six to eight episode arc, I think is right. ideal. 20 is too much, but six to eight in a book at, at hour long episodes, you know what I mean? That's three movies, but you're getting it all at once. And Netflix and all these other streaming services are doing such a nice job of putting the money in so you get that high end look. It doesn't look like I filmed it. It looked like somebody that knew what they were doing. I agree. <laughs> where where before some of these TV, TV movies or TV serials that they would adapt, it was just crap. And they just keep getting better and better and better. I, I'm a big I fan agree. of it. And you can so go into depth. And- of- they also involve the authors now, which is great. I mean, I don't. Oh, I yeah. heard horrible stories about the Fifty Shades of Grey author and how she was basically derailing the whole thing for the movie. Not that I watched any of the movies because living through the books themselves was enough for me. That torture was just I couldn't. But but now they're 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 letting the authors also you know put a little bit of input. Where before, you know, they would just buy out the story and they help create, you know, this is what I meant when this was happening. So, you know, it has a little more of that the, the, that good feel mm-hmm. that they're getting it. Well, I think to an extent, some of these first directors that really took the author's suggestions, I think it's because they got tired of hearing the book was so good and the movie was a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, you know, you're and probably then- right. You know, and then like if I've read the book and then I go out and watch the movie and I'm telling everybody what's nothing like the book and it's actually awful. Yeah, you, you, you're you tanking your audience. And now I think they're realizing that if they if I've read the book and I like the movie, I'm going to yell it from the rooftop, especially today, you know, with everybody interconnected through the computer thingy. That, mm-hmm. yeah, my Showing voice your actually, age, old man. Showing your age. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, but my voice could actually be heard. I mean, God forbid I have a dissenting opinion about, you know, whatever, because I could actually help tank a movie like everybody, right. the, the Morbius thing the more that the, the just that yeah. just came out the sony mm-hmm. thing yeah the movie hadn't even been released and i was seeing people just that saw an early version of it and they were destroying it oh no yeah well and i heard it my son and his cousin and a couple other people went and saw it and they said it's not good and oh, i no. think a large part of that is because sony it seems like sony doesn't do that they don't bring in the the people that wrote that comic book, they're just like, ah, good enough. And that's why Marvel's killing it, and Sony is not. Yeah, I mean, the mouse, the mouse knows what it's doing. Well, at, at least occasionally. Speaking of graphic novels, I didn't know before when I started watching it that The Boys on Prime <laughs> yeah. was a graphic novel. And boy, is it good. But be yeah. warned, it is not for um, parental guidance is advised. Because there is a lot going on there. Yeah. The word that, it's definitely a mature audience. The word that I heard that I actually liked applied to it, it is salty. Yes. You let your old white dude come out there, but yes. Yes, it is. That's old white dude? I the way you said that. it. The way you said it is just the inflection. Salty. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 
I'm, well, I, I was making a, I was making a joke. I was making a joke. No, no, no. I am old. So it's fine. What were oh, you yeah, saying, Jenny? Sorry. No, I was just making fun of you both. So don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so you yes. love. It is very fun. It it is but, very fun. Yes, definitely. But be warned. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, it's it's rough, but, but worth. That, that is a word for it. Yes, rough is is a, is a good word. For sure. How about, so we love our series, Carol, Handmaid's Tale. Well, I started watching it and I borrowed Margaret Atwood's um, Handmaid's Tale book from the library and it I had to return it before I started reading it. But the reason why I wanted to read it was because I started seeing this the, the series and it was giving me such anxiety to watch this series. But it is mm-hmm. so good. It is so, it is so, so good. good that it made me want to read the book. I'm like, I have to know what she was saying, what she was thinking when she was writing this. Yeah. But it was giving me so much anxiety, I had to stop. I will, I'll, I'll retake it once, you know, because the world was imploding and all that, you know, the little little thing that was happening. Right. Um, I already had a lot going on mentally. So I'm like, I can't do this to myself right now. So right. I stopped, but I will go back to it. It's good. It it is good, and the actress is phenomenal too. Mm-hmm. Kyle, have you read or seen *The Handmaid's Tale*? Uh, well, no, I have not. I feel like you would appreciate both. It's not your typical genre, but it's still a little. I don't know. It's fantastical, and I I think you would appreciate. It's kind of Twilight, old Twilight Zoney. Uh huh. So I feel like you would like it. Okay. Well, yeah, I might give it a shot. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna re borrow that book. Probably I'll probably do the audio if I can, just because you know, driving and sitting in front of the computer, I, I need that I need that little something. Absolutely, you gotta have a little something, something. A little something to to um, distract me anything. from the noises around me. Right. All right. Well, let's go the other direction. Yeah. Who has adapted the book and dropped the ball? Who do you hate? Like, uh. who- almost makes you angry when you watch the movie because wow that's a tough one because i don't have anything in mind right now but let me keep thinking do you have one in mind kyle i've got one queued up and i forget the author's name and i will look it up while i'm speaking yeah um the movie i am legend with will smith oh that was a book that was a book and it is damn good it was they did a horrible job with the movie they ruined it no they didn't do a horrible they ruined it it is so bad compared to the book and everybody loved it and I could not understand. Well, I really liked the movie, but I haven't read the book. Oh, you should read the book. The book is- I'm going to have to read the book. And, and then you'll very, hate the movie. A, yes, you will hate them. You will Probably. hate the movie. I, I would almost guarantee it. Boy. Richard mm-hmm. Matheson wrote it in 1954 and he did such a cool twist in that book and they just, they wrecked it in the movie it is so good it's uh, what is it maybe 200 pages it's not a very uh big book at all really quick read yeah i i remember uh i'm gonna have to when, read the book now when the movie came out i was actually a little excited i thought hey this is really cool because i just actually finished the book on a recommendation from a friend who said you know i know this movie's coming out you should read this book so animate the book and i read the book I'm like, oh my gosh it's you know i'm really excited to see what they did with this and Will Smith and Co. ruined it. I was so disappointed. That's sad. Yeah. Because I liked the movie. So now I have to read the book. Um, another, it's, I think it was off of a graphic novel. And 
the way I understand it now, was stolen. But uh, The Matrix, the second and third movies, I thought they were awful. Oh, mm. I did not know they were books. I believe they were graphic novels, but I'm not positive. Because ah. it's, it was something like, like let's say we wrote one and our listeners <laughs> Our listeners know about our book, but no. Oh one well, to that. So a very to that, to small that. circle, a very small circle, and then the Wachowskis actually ran across it and said, "Here's a good idea." And because it was such a small circle that knew about it, yeah, that's why they got their asses sued off after the movie came out. Came out. I I remember a couple of movies. Um, my my sister's keeper, Jody Picoult's book, My Sister's Keeper. They did a, a movie um, with the same name. And they completely changed the ending. Also, Dear John, cha- they changed the ending for it as well. I did not care for that ending either in the book. I'm sorry, in the in the movie. Uh, it's a Nicholas Spark book. Yeah, Nicholas Spark. Yeah. I never saw A Wrinkle in Time, but I didn't hear good things about it, though the book is beautiful. I really like it. The is book. A Wrinkle in Time a Nicholas Sparks book or is that or is that the is it H. G. Wells? Oh, A Wrinkle in Time is a story was written by yeah. somebody's yelling at me through their through their headsets right now. <laughs> Oh, I know that it's a Disney Channel. It's a it's a it's a I wouldn't say a YA novel. It's Mad- Madeline Lengel. She's an American author, and the book was actually published in 1962. I recently uh-huh. read that. It was beautiful it's fun uh, catching books like that mm-hmm. like 30 years later yeah. you almost feel like you deserve discovered a nugget of gold or at least i do you know like how do i not know about this before like especially if it's not a very well-known book it's like hey look what i found no is there another one i would say i would say oh my god da vinci's code by dan brown was not a good movie i mean we've talked about this before yes. but it was not a good movie yeah. Uh, love Tom Hanks and everything he does, but this was not a good choice. Uh, Tom Hanks is almost always almost distressingly good. I end up liking it even though I don't want to. And, exactly. Yeah. That one Are there? I got to dislike. So that's nice. yeah. I have one. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful creatures. I'm gonna prove the author because Kyle. Well, okay. It involves witches, and I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's very yeah. interesting. And like fun. the ones from Eastwick? Not those witches. No. They, but those are fun witches. The I like those witches. Magic kind of witches? Yes. Uh, craft witches. witches? I like those witches, not the yeah. craft witches. Practical, Practical magic, magic witches. Yes. So The Beautiful Creatures is a series um, uh-huh. four books, and I could not, could not put them down. And they are written by Cami Garcia and Margaret Stoll. And they were amazing reads. And then the movie Beautiful Creatures came out and I was so stinking excited and it was so terrible. It was terrible, like Twilight terrible. Oh no. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was terrible. I remember doing that as a kid, all the sci-fi and fantasy movies that came out when I was younger. I would get so excited. You know, the Dungeons and Dragons movie came out. So excited. Uh, What? Hawk the Slayer came out and all of the movies of that ilk. And I remember being so excited. You're the last something to do or something. I don't know what they call. And we I would take my I drag my brother along and they were so awful. Oh man. 
Well, you know, you read these books and you've got this imagination and you've got this whole thing in your head. And then it's just, what are you guys doing? I can see the springs. This is awful. And just again and again and again. So, yeah, when Jenny said that, it reminded me of doing that as a kid. You know, you go see the 70s Spider-Man show. It's like, oh, what? Who's, what is this? This is a guy in underoos running around. This is bad. <laughs> oh, boy. Carol, do you yeah. know what underoos are? Uh, I no. Is it a brand? Oh Underoos? boy! Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess I'm showing my age again. Um, so underoos were underclothes for kids in underwear. Late, late seventy, early eighties, right? Or mid. Well, I'm from. I'm a late eighties. I'm a. I was born in the late eighties. So I mean, you got you. You gotta give me say, a break. I'm gonna say mid to late seventies. I I feel like that's probably more accurate because it was popular when I was a kid. Kyle, it would, it would be them. it would be a uh, you know how they make fun of superheroes always wearing their underwear on the outside. Yeah. Well, that, that your underwear would look like that part, oh, no. and then you, you know you'd have a t-shirt that looked like the chest of Iron Man, and you'd have red underwear, and it's underoos. You know, I can be Aquaman in you know in my PJs before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. You could be Batman. Girls had them. Wonder yeah. Woman. Yes. She absolutely. Yep. Pretty cool. Yeah, all those. Well, we thought it was cool. I mean, I thought it was bad. I would, I would have kid. probably loved it as a kid. Yeah, as a yeah. kid. Yeah. Well, it's almost all like wearing those... a Halloween costume year round. And that is why you see all these photos of people from back in the 70s, the children sitting around in their underwear because they're yeah. six year old kids who lived in their underwear because you took your clothes off to have fun. <laughs> That's, that's right. Some people still do. You can't have any, you can't have any fun with clothes Some people on. That's just do. take their really clothes hard. off to have fun. I'm just saying. Yeah, absolutely. I maybe should have thought about that. But, uh, you know, it's been a long day. Again, it's been a long day, guys. Yeah. yeah. Question Is there a book that you're excited to see, whether you have seen it or heard about it, that's coming or is just recently? was recently released recently released it's not a book adaptation comic adaptation uh -huh. uh, moon knight i have wanted to see that character on on screen tv or on screen since you heard I, about it I, yeah oh yeah so long ago i am mm -hmm. really excited and i think they're doing a, a bang up job thus far as far as what i have read that i would love to see i would like to see the name of the wind adapted so i think it's coming I, that's one of the ones that i was well, going to say yeah the third book's coming too but we've waited over when, a decade dude. when i right. i'll i'll see it you know i'll believe we want to see it um right. but so that's kind of how i feel about that adaptation supposedly lemon miranda is involved in that adaptation somehow and i am here for that shit. yeah that that book hurts my She's heart excited. so good and that nothing awesome there's a uh, one more thing i'd like uh, i'd like to watch it's a series um out on hulu it's called the dropout mm -hmm. so it's based on um the dropout podcast which took um inspiration from a book and information from the book because it's based on a real life story john carrie used bad blood book it is the story of the infamous elizabeth holmes and the theranos debacle and amanda seafried plays Elizabeth Holmes in the series. I think it's a five or six episode series. And I hear it's pretty good and she nailed that role. So I'm excited to see that based on, mm. on, on that info. Yeah. Keep us reminded. Yeah, I'll definitely watch. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it, it reads like a intrigue story anyway. I was hooked the first time I heard The Dropout. They did an awesome job with that. And I mean, it was it was this man, John Carreyou's reporting that basically started the unraveling of the whole thing. So wow, those are kind of those are the books that you got to read, too, just for entertainment, yeah. but to inform, to inform, though, I much, much prefer novels to anything that's real life. Oh, uh, I forgot one that I liked very much. I was trying to come up with something that was set in real world that I really liked an adaptation. So I'm going to take it backwards for a second. Okay. You got 30 seconds. Lorenzo Carcaterra wrote a book called Sleepers. And the movie is with Brad Pitt, Benny Driver. It is so damn good. Kevin Bacon. So good. Watch that movie. Read that book. Both there. Both fantastic. Amazing. That was a a hell of an adaptation and a really good book. Mm, Interesting. There's one and it's based in real life. Makes it even better. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. All right. Uh, Well, I think that does it for us for today. Listen and watch to to read, listen, watch to to all the books. Tell us what do you think and the movies. And uh, we need more emails from you people. Let's go. (laughs) That too. Um, And don't forget to pick up Olive Black's. Nope. That's not right. It's Olive Blake's. Blake. Olive Blake's e- the Atlas, Atlas Six. Sorry, my Sorry, brother I'm called me, and it just jumbled all of what I was supposed to say right now. So <laughs> no, yeah, that's and, me. and I'm sorry I'm talking over you. So right. I'm trying to help. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I was trying to help. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. All right, that does it for us tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys later. Yes, talk to you soon. Peace out. Thank you for listening today. This episode was produced by the co-hosts of The Last Page Bookcast and edited by Kyle Corbin. If you like what you hear, please follow, rate, and review us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Find us on social media as The Last Page Bookcast and send us your emails at thelastpagebookcast at gmail.com. Thanks.